Okay, welcome to another special draft episode of NY Jets Fans Podcast with hosts Charmin, Kyle, and Chris. Um, we finished up the offense last week with the offensive line. So now we're going to switch over to the defensive lines, uh, defensive line, excuse me. And we're going to talk about the defensive tackles and also the edge rushers. Uh, we'll start, I think, with the defensive tackles. We'll get them out of the way. Um, not exactly the first round guys that we've seen in other positions, but here's my top five. And then you guys could talk more about these guys. Uh, my first, uh, Christian Barmore from Alabama. Uh, number two, I got Levi Onwizerreich from Washington. Well, I heard it last night. It's Onwizerreich. Okay. Um, there you go. On Wuzuriki. On Wuzuriki. Yeah. All right. Number three. I was practicing. <laughs> Good job. Good job there. Uh, number three, Tommy Tagaye. Uh, number four, I got Davion Nixon. And number five, I got Tyler Shelvin. I'm sure you guys are going to go different on there. So, uh, Kyle, since you got the name right, I'll let you go next. <laughs> All right. Um, for me, um, my top guy is um, Elon McNeil um, from uh, from North Carolina State. Um, I have him one more so because um, to me he's a bit more explosive in terms of getting through his blocks um, than. Than Barmore was, you know, and from from what I was seeing, um, I said his production and may not have been, I would say, as as good as um, Barmore's at least over um, from the season. Uh, but just to me, just looking at, you know, how he attacks and his his handwork and just how quick he is, because for I think, you know, for a 6'3", maybe 320-pound guy, like, he, he has really good movement. Um, following that is um, Barmore, you know, the obviously Alabama product, uh, very productive, um, had, like, eight sacks this year. Um, after him, I have... Um, I have Davion Nixon. Uh, he's pretty much similar to um, to what McNeil is. Um, compact guy, but moves really well. Does does a lot of um, works really well with his hands. Kind of explosive. Um, and I know one of his highlights um, this year, or uh, was. Uh, interception that he got he actually yeah. um, <laughs> dropped back into coverage and um, picked off a pass and took it back 71 yards for a touchdown and uh, in the in the in the um in the run back he kind of did like a a, a a European two-step to get past <laughs> a, a 
to get past the um the QB to to run the next like thirty yards to the touchdown. So uh, a, a guy <laughs> that size, being that nimble on his feet, you know, that's that's to you know to his credit. <laughs> Yeah, um, 300, 304 pounds doing a, a euro step. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. All right. Um, at number four, I have um, Levi Omar Zuriki. Um, three, he, he pretty much had a stable or consistent uh, uh, numbers, you know through the years that he, he's played. Um, I think he opted out in 2020 or I'm not, I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, I think, I believe he opted out in 2020. Yeah, so. he didn't play, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so, um, but like I said, those other years, he's just pretty much been solid in his production. And the last one, I was, I was kind of just shuffling over three guys, but um, I think I'm going to go with um, Tommy Tagai from um, Ohio. As I think, um, just watching some of his tape, no, I think he's just a, a, a solid, you know, all around interior guy, you know, shown abilities to get sacks um, and to get stops behind the line. And if I'm not mistaken, um, like this was a pretty um, impressive number because I think he only had, I think, two sacks this year. But in 21 games, he had, I mean, in seven, seven games, sorry, he had uh, 21 hurries. So mm. I think that's, even though he wasn't getting the sacks, the fact that he was getting that type of pressure, you're talking about at least three hurries a game. I, I thought that was pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah so that's um, my All right, Charming. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I love I, – I, I, um, Kyle and I uh, tend to see things a lot, I, uh, a lot uh, similarly. Um, I have Ali McNeil, of course, Um I think I think we kind of uh, love this, um, especially now in the NFL. There's there's less big-bodied defensive tackles and less and more compact shoot shoot the gap type of guys. The, uh, that's what defenses like to have. But if you are more compact, you have to show that you're explosive. You sh- have to show that you have the hands, uh, short area quickness. Um, and un- also have the um, understanding of being able to kind of read your blocks and understand where the running back is going or where the quarterback's going to be. And uh, Lee McNeil has shown all of that, man. I'm pretty impressed by him. Um, I really like I really like what he brings. Um, secondly, I have Christian Barmo, and the only reason why Christian Barmo is up there for me is because he's shown flashes of that for his size. He's shown flashes of being able to be a short area quickness, penetrating type guy. For a guy his size, for you to have that kind of uh, uh, capabilities is ridiculous. Um, I have to respect that. And I also have to respect the fact that he went to Alabama. Um, we've seen Alabama turn out these guys like they they have a machine in the back making them. Uh, so um, 
definitely have to respect that. You'll know that they were going to be uh, fundamentally skilled players. Uh, so you so you don't have to ever worry about that. The problem is, do you have the want? You know, and I think that's the question for me with Garmo. Um, because if he if he could, because it seems like he's a guy that turns it on when he needs to and turns it off. That's never a really good sign, in my opinion. Um, you don't play to turn it on and turn it off. You either play or you don't. So, um, but but I can't I can't uh, turn a blind eye to his skill and what he could do at his size. So I had to put him number two. Uh, number three, Davion Nixon, man, and the same thing with Aline McNeil. Um, uh, the, 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 just the burst and, and, the, and, the, and the speed and the splash plays that you see he make, and his instincts is out there, man. Like, the, the, there's the ridiculous ways that he could find a way to make a play all the time. He almost always knows where he needs to be. Um, and, and the thing that really, um, makes me like him is the fact that I think that he's not anywhere close to what he could be, uh, put him in a, in a team on a team with a, with a defensive coach. That's, that's, uh, you know, on a, on a a pro defensive coach, that's just one of the best that, that does it in the NFL. And this dude is going to be a problem. Um, um, so I'm, I really like him. Um, uh, Marlon Tiapo Pluto off out of USC is my next guy, and like I said, there, there's there's um, there's certain things that I like about um, defensive guy, defensive tackles, and I'm always looking for, and he has some of those things. He just kind of popped out to me. Um, uh, I I can't I can't I can't turn a blind eye to that kind of produ- um, not the production just the kind of movement skills and the short area quickness and also his power you know that that's that that's that's what kind of uh, stood out to me um, so I I definitely had to um, rank him up in my five in my top five um, smaller guy of course is three oh eight uh, six two but. You know, the agility, the body control, which is the, again, you know, the stuff that I really like, relentless. I mean, <laughs> um, that is what stood out. I mean, I, I love the other guys, but again, there's certain things that I just like about certain players on in different positions, you know. And, and I think another thing that really stood out to me, for me too, is that he's good against the run and the pass. So you really don't need to take him off the field. So, you know, so when I when I saw him, um, a lot of other names came up in front of him. Of course, there's names that are bigger than his, but I just I was just impressed by the motto. I was impressed by the athleticism. I was impressed by the fact that he's agile for a dude that's 308. He's <laughs> just kind of crazy, you know. So I I, I really like that. Um, and uh, last but not least, uh. On Zoraki, Zuriki out of Washington is 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 the is the guy um, is the is my number five, and both uh, Kyle and Chris spoke about him. They had him in they had him in high regard, so I don't have to uh, keep pounding the table for him. All right, well, I you know I got a couple of questions. Uh, first, I'll I'll ask 
the Aline McNeil, like you guys got him really high and I've seen him on yes. a lot of lists, like towards like the bottom of their top 10 defensive tackles. Why do you like him so much more than the others? And I said, like I said, for me, it was just seeing his explosion. Like to me, he's a much quicker and just to the point of attack. Like, like I said, with with um with Barmore, he seems to more when he rushes, he engages, mm-hmm. and then once he engages, is mm-hmm. then he gets through his block. With McNeil, to me, it seems like. He has more of a DN type skill in which he doesn't look to engage when he's penetrating. It's he goes and once he gets to a point, his his hand movements are are good enough to just have him slide by hmm. defenders. You know. Um, but in the same instance, when it's time to run block, he's he's able to, you know stand in there and, and hold the wall and hold the line and you know in certain cases uh you know push you know offensive linemen back into the backfield whatever but to me like that was to me that's what separated him from Barmore because like I said Barmore seems to look for the physicality mm-hmm. first then adjust where McNeil seemed to be more of a point A to point B type of person. I, I totally agree with that. And, and McNeil, for me, again, the explosion, um, you don't have, you know, no, in the NFL right now, um, most quarterbacks try get the ball out of their hands pretty quickly. You really don't have that much time. You don't want, you're not looking for guys to try to physically beat up on guys and bull rush guys all the time. You need short area quickness. Need guys with uh, that could get from like Chris, like Kyle just said, get from point A to point B as quickly as possible. And some of the guys that on my list are guys that could do that. Um, um, these lists that we make are our favorite guys. Is the guys that we like, the guys that we see, you know, as you know, as guys that would fit better in you know in what we like to see defensive uh tackles do or wide receivers do or running backs do you know i'm not trying to you know be better than anybody yeah i was just no i understand that was a name that i didn't really hear right that's why i was like oh okay let me see why you know just watch just watch him yeah just just watch him and 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 i and i think it kind of stands out to all the guys that we mentioned some of those guys that we mentioned i think they're not high on a lot of boards you know i just you know I just think I just think when you watch them play, there's things about their game that just you can't teach, and that's to me what what what's what uh, matters to me because a lot of the technique stuff is stuff that coaches will teach you. If you have, let's say you have like let's say uh, the guy that you both like, um, uh, Levi Onuzuriki, right? He, he has he's he's like ridiculously fast. He has like all that quickness and athleticism and he has that one move that he always uses to beat players with, right? If he could learn that one move, you definitely could teach him another four. You understand me? But the fact that he has that ball of energy, power, quickness, that's all you need. So he's like a, he's like a mold of clay that you drop in, in a coach's lap and the coach could turn him into something because he already has the requisite 
uh, um, armlen for power or quickness and stuff like that. All you just need is the, the technique. And that for me, that, that's how I look at it when I, when I try to evaluate players. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let me ask you guys this. What, uh, which one do you see as a possible first round pick, if any? And what team or teams do you think there's a possibility of taking one of these guys in the first round? Um, that's a pretty that's a pretty good question <laughs> um honestly i would say um just because of the program itself um Baltimore would definitely be the first one off the board like it's hard to um like go wrong with you know dr- drafting a person from uh from that program <laughs> yeah you know, so, um, yeah that helps <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. As far as where he would go, um, I would say probably the team that might need him the most. Uh, not that I think that it will get him, but probably should. is probably Dallas because, you know, their defense is yes. just absolutely – atrocious so there's holes everywhere <laughs> if they right but i said if they can start you know i guess you know with the whole uh i guess joe douglas mentality where it starts in the trenches mm-hmm. you know if they can solidify and and you know get a solid uh d-line there it i think it would be the start to to help in their you know their progress as a team you know just look what they've done over the years with building up a, a, a solid uh, O-line, you know, with all those first-round draft picks. Do you, you, take know, him, do you see them taking them as high as what, – what if they got the 10th pick, I think, or 11th? Yeah, they have 10. 10. Do you, you think they would take them that high? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't um, think so. But I, I think – I think not. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, to me, like, that would probably be the, the bigger – the best fit to me. Right. But – um. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. To me, that doesn't seem like a, a Jerry Jones type of pick, to be quite honest. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I totally agree with you, Kyle. Yeah, um, that was that was that was on point. That was definitely on point when you when you mentioned Dallas. Probably one of the teams that have issues the most, or one of the biggest issues they have is that defensive tackle because they've drafted. Unfortunately, in the last couple of years, they've drafted a couple of guys. Uh, Tristan Hill, I think they drafted. Um, that was supposed to be pretty good, and I can't remember the other kid's name they drafted. Um, off the top of my head, and they've just just not. They're good for specific things, but one of the things they're not good at is stopping the run. And you need somebody with a little bit more power and a little bit more, uh, you know, presence. And and I think I think Barmo could give them that. Will they pick him at ten? I don't think so. I think I think they need other play um, other positions that might that is as important that might you know that'd be better for them to pick higher you know but um, but I, I totally also agree with the 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 um, the fact that uh, the program at Alabama is just you know it's almost you, it does almost doesn't fail you pick a guy from Alabama and you know what you get for the most part you get a, a product that's almost there. And all you need to do is push him across the finish line, you know. So um, I totally agree with you, Kyle. I see more later in the if 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 at all, he's taken in the first round. I would think later on. Yes. You know, bottom half, 
bottom bottom four or five. I was thinking just a team off the top of my head. I was thinking Tampa Bay with that last pick in the first round because they got three big free agents on the defensive side. You know, they got David, the linebacker. You got Sue as the tackle. And you also got Barrett as a – I don't see them keeping all three. Yeah. So someone's going to be – What about – at least what about what about the Texans? Um, Titans. The Titans have yeah. the Titans have Simmons. Simmons is probably the only guy that they have in their front seven that's that's a that has the skill and the presence, and and defense is fear. He needs somebody next to him to help him. This is somebody on that line to be able to help him. Yeah. And yeah, I definitely if anybody, you know, um, is looking for a defensive tackle help, I know, um. They're definitely probably going to be in the running to get a tackle. If you're going to pick one up, up in the first round, I don't know, you know. But um, they're definitely one of those teams that need that help. I could see them going, if not defensive tackle, definitely one of the edge rushers because that's where they need help a lot. Yeah, defense. that old that whole front, yeah, that front seven needs to be fixed. That that front needs to be fixed. So I think one of those picks are going to be their, their first round pick is going to be one someone in that range. So, but. Barmore, I don't know. All right, so, so basically that's it. What about the Jets? Do you think the Jets are are, are out of all the positions on our on our roster, tackle is one of probably our best and deepest, maybe not deep, mm-hmm. but at least our we're in good shape. Do you see yeah. us drafting one maybe later on for depth or or no? Yes, I think I think late, and the reason why I agree, I, I think so. Is because the the change of scheme. Um, um, yeah. We're gonna probably be playing with uh, more guys. Uh, you know, there's gonna be like a probably a smaller front, meaning that they they're not gonna be in three four as much as they were with Greg Williams. They're probably gonna play more four three than they would play three four. Um, I think I think that's the that's that's what not that they're not gonna play three four at all because defenses don't do that anymore. Um, staying in base cut and base like that they don't almost almost nobody does that. But um, but yeah, you would you need the hands, man. You need the you need the um, you need the bodies if you're gonna put four D linemen down down every play um, on defense on mostly every play. You would probably you definitely need the bodies to. Um, to uh, cycle in and out of the game. Yeah, I said right now. I think I said outside of uh, Quinnen and um, Falcasi, uh, what we have Franklin Myers mm-hmm. and um, Shepard. That's yes, would probably be the, the rotation. Um, yeah, because I don't think anyone else is under contract. Maybe Kyle Phillips, but I don't. I don't know if they're going to if uh, he was a free agent or not. Is he a free agent, Chris? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either because, yeah, I don't don't remember seeing him. Yeah, I think it was Basham that was a free agent. Right. I think he is. You're right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, but like you said, you're going to need – you're going to need different personnel because of the the scheme change. So I can definitely see them – uh, doing that somewhere around, maybe say fifth or sixth round, if you know, depending on who's available. Right. 
Yeah, definitely. All right. So that concludes the DTs. Uh, we're going to go to edge rushers now. I tried to keep it more to the, the classic 4-3 guys, 4-3 edge rushers. But um, but I know, you know, we'll probably get into the more of the 3-4 guys also. Um, but I just kind of stayed with my list as your classic 4-3 defensive end edge rushers, not the, the outside linebacker who's going to rush and all that. So um, my first pick for edge rusher, I went with Quiddy Pay. Um, just reading and reading and reading more about him. You loved more about him. I know Charmin loves him a lot too, but um, so I'm going to take him number one. Plus he's a Wolverine. So that always gives a, that always gives me a little bonus. <laughs> <point>. <laughs> um, my number two pick, I think is going to be a little different. Um, I went with Jalen Phillips from Miami. Um, he transferred from UCLA. And when he transferred, he really took off in Miami. Um that's where he really took off. And then in this past season with the other guy, Russo, opting out, he really stepped up and re he really showed what he could do. And he's just a monster. And I also like that he could switch over to 3-4 if you, like like what Charmin said, you're not really on one base defense. So I like his versatility as well. Um, number three, I went with Gregory Russo from Miami. Um just because, I mean, yeah, he opted out last year, but this guy was huge in 2019. I would, I mean, I think his, his, um, he's still going to get drafted high, but he might've got even drafted higher if he played this past season. Um, but um, he's definitely number three. I'm sure he'll be higher on some of you guys. Uh, Ronnie Perkins from Oklahoma. I took number four. He's another one. Um, awesome pick. And number five, rounded out my top five, I went with uh, Carlos Basham from Wake Forest. So uh, we'll go Charmin this time, since Kyle went second. In the <laughs> <laughs> Spread it around. Yeah. Fairly. Um, yeah, you 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 totally right about the about the love for Quiddy Pay, man. Um, I, I've. Um, I heard one scout say something one time. I'm listening to his podcast, and he said, "If you want to know if a guy is powerful, watch the reaction of the tackle when he's in, in a collision with that with that one guy. Especially if you're watching like an edge rusher or something like that. And there was almost never one play that I saw Quiddy Pay got his hands on somebody, and they didn't go flying backwards." You know, it's almost like I you could see them thinking, you see the thought bubble over their helmet going like, oh, crap, not this guy again. You know, <laughs> it's, it's just that. It's just ridiculously powerful, man. Um, uh, people, people like made business decisions dealing with them for the most part. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I, I love that kind of power. And there is a subtle finesse to his game, which I think that could be worked on, I think. I think in the next level, I think again, put put together with a really good coach, um, you could you could kind of add to that finesse a little bit. And man, if you're already fearful of his power and he could finesse you, that's a, quite a combination, in my opinion. Uh, but um, but he definitely needs to work on that, though. I think I think that would make him even more dangerous um, if he could like take that finesse up to a level where 
he could r- rely on it when his bull rushes and his power is snatch and pull and his club and rips don't work. So um, uh, definitely that's my favorite uh, defensive end. Um, Gregory Russo opted out last year, I know. But uh, if you saw this dude play in 2019, you would know that, uh, I mean, again, another mo- another mode of clay that you, you know, the long arms, the ridiculous athleticism, the speed ar- ar- around the edges. Um, and, and, you know, everything, everything he has, a lot of the things he have, you just can't teach. You can't coach. And all you need is a coach to be able to invest in the kid and, and, and in, in, you know, inject the technique into his game that he's missing. And I, it's going to take time. Because I, I think people I think people um, people don't understand a lot of playing playing up in the trenches is something that takes time. Uh, you watch some of those defensive tackles they come in and they struggle their first year. Um, front uh, guys, a lot of guys at the in that play edge and stuff they str- kind of struggle here and there, and then after a while you see them pop um, because it takes time. And I think Russo will ha- will li- will struggle a little bit at first, but when once he starts learning how to use his hands more. And and has put a little bit more technique in. And man, this dude's gonna be scary. Um, uh, my next guy is Jalen Phillips. And uh, again, to me, I'm 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 all, I'm all traits for me. Uh, the fact that he was a five star recruit at one one point tells you um, what he is. Um, he has the requisite length, uh, the athleticism, the quickness. All that stuff, man, stuff that you can't teach, the power, all that stuff you can't teach, again, it's just, as you know. And he already, again, is one of those guys, he has one or two moves already, and then all you need to do is learn a couple more. And, you know, and I think and I think he, he'd make it. And he's going to be good. I, I, I don't think, I, don't, I, I almost, <laughs> I almost want to bet on it that he's going to be good because he's a pretty impressive guy. You know, I, it, as if, again, the want to, does he want to be good? You know, because he definitely has everything. You don't become a five-star recruit coming come to college unless you got, you got a lot, man. People know. Uh, number four, Carlos Basham. Again, a guy that wins with power. And uh, there's not a lot of finesse to his game. <laughs> He's that. Um, those splash plays is all power. Um, uh, uh, there's no... Um, there's no subtleness to him, uh, but um, but again, you know, you 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 the way you deploy him would matter, in my opinion. But he's better than a lot of guys, in my opinion, uh, on in that position. So I definitely love him. He, he showed off, he showed that off in the senior bowl too, um, and the senior um, the senior practices. Um, and my fifth guy is uh, Deo Ade Adeingbo. I yeah. think that's that, you say his name. Angle, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again, um, I think I think I've been pretty uh, uh, clear on why I pick certain people, and I know a lot of people won't mention this guy's name, but that's the guy for me because of the athleticism and the body control. You don't you're like weighing almost three hundred pounds, and then you move you're moving like you're weighing like two forty. No, you know this is. It's just crazy to me, you know, that's why, you know, that's why these guys, for me, you know, you just, 
you just def they just need pro type coaching and 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 on a different level and and a way and a different way of deploying them using what they have more than just putting them on them on on a on a defensive front and just asking them to rush the pass or whatever it is um i think i'm pretty impressed with this kid i think i think i think is another guy that um that i that's pretty that's going to be pretty good in my opinion um and and i i have one more guy I just had to mention <laughs> because again every time i watched for some reason you know he he was he was on he, he was on some kind of something it's like this guy's on something uh cameron sample uh <laughs> just like you know every time i watched him play you know um it seems like he was on some um, the explosion um you know the body control again they, you need to get from a to b as quickly as possible this is this is what you know this is what you're looking for you're looking for that guy that could do that and in my opinion that sample man he has that kind of you know of course you wouldn't want to put him in a 3-4 um alignment you want to play him more like a 4-3 guy at a de- at defensive end on a 4-3 but but you can't move that dude you can't move him he, he has a heavy hands as hell and if, for all that i mean there's you know he's not that much of a great pass rusher but man he was in people's chests a lot so <laughs> yeah. i had to i had to mention his name yeah that's he's, he's definitely put on the show <laughs> yeah Kyle, before we get to your list, I, I, isn't Ode y- y- Yingbo, uh, didn't he get hurt or something? He's going to be out most of the year? Yeah, um, I think he yeah. had an Achilles injury or something yes. like that. Yes. So that uh, yeah, but, I, that, but that, I'm sorry, man. Yeah. Uh, you had, listen, this is my guy. I'm, you know, it, it's yeah. just, you yeah. know. <laughs> I just wanted, because I know he might drop a little bit and somebody might get him, you know, maybe third, third round. Remember, remember, wait a year for him, but <laughs> remember Simmons. Simmons was injured and didn't play most of the first year he played for the Texans. When that dude came on the field, don't tell me you didn't know <laughs> that he was the real deal. And that's and he was he was freaking it was he hadn't played in a while, and you just could tell, you know, he's a star. And right. the more years he plays, you just you miss him, man. You know, you just know when you know. You see those guys play, you just know it. Yeah. All right, Kyle, you're up. Um, yeah, I, I started out with, I guess, you know, seemed like the, the fan favorite in Quiddy Pay. Um, <laughs> yeah, this guy is just the complete package. You know, like I said, he can pass rush, he runs, defends well, um, has the prototypical body for, you know, the 4-3 edge. So, and I said he has the productivity, you know, so he's definitely uh, my number one. Also, you know, being a Michigan fan, you know, <laughs> um, for me, number two was almost like, a, uh, I guess, a 2A and 2B with pretty much the same two guys you guys have with um, Russo and, and Phillips, you know, because to me, um, from a, a pass rush standpoint, I see Phillips' relentlessness and technique to be a little bit better hmm. than Rousseau's. But Rousseau, I think, is more of a complete um, 
complete player in the sense of how pretty pay is. Um, but you also have to factor in that there's a factor in of um, that Russo uh, really only had the, the one season, which was his freshman year. Right. And the guy put up 15 sacks with uh, 19 tackles for loss. As a what was he? What was he before? Because I, I think I remember something about him. That was the first season he actually played the position, <laughs> which is which is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I'm not sure, but like I said, just seeing that type of production in your first, you know, first year out, you know, it's hard to to overlook. But then to look at Phillips, who comes in and kind of takes the reins, so to speak, after transferring, you know, putting up uh, eight sacks and 15 tackles for, for loss in 10 games, you know, that's, you know, nothing to, to sneeze at either. So I, for me, it was kind of like, I don't know who is more of a, like as I said, a 2A and 2B, you know. Um, for me, Three is three for me is probably someone that no one's gonna uh, that no one mentioned, but to me is a complete guy. Showed the productivity, you know. I think he did miss one year. I'm not sure why, but um, he played in eighteen, had a solid year. Uh, six six and a half sacks, fourteen stops behind the line. Had a year off, came back the next year, and in less games had the exact, pretty much the exact same numbers with an extra sack. And that's um, Richard Weaver from Pitt. Mm. Um. So again, a lot of the guys that I'm picking are I I did more so in terms of the of the four, four, three edge guys. Um, right. Since I know that's the system that we're, we're, we're moving to, you know, cause I know there's, um, there's definitely some other good guys like uh, uh, Ojolari and um, uh, Perkins from I think, uh, Oklahoma. But like I said, my list pretty much stuck with, um, you know, guys that I see that would eventually be in our system. So yeah, so I have Weaver there. Um, he would have been below this guy, but my four is Carlos Basham. And, you know, Basham, you know, he has the productivity, um, really, uh, you know, bull rush, like you said, a bull rush um, kind of guy. I said, I would have had him at three, but, um, as I expressed to you guys before, uh, seeing him do one-on-one drills at the Senior Bowl and mm-hmm. seeing him get manhandled by David Moore, which is a, a, a guard from um, Grambling, from Grambling, like to see a bull, a guy that's known for bull rushing, just literally get snatched up and manhandled like that, like made me wonder, you know, not to say that to look past his other productivity, you know, but that pretty much kind of stood out to me because like, this is the senior bowl. These, you got scouts there. You got people looking to see what you're able to do. 
And to me, to for him to not to at least have that happen to him, kind of made me look at him a slightly different light. But at the end of the day, he's still, I said, um, he's still to me a solid player. And lastly, for me, is is um, Odeyengbo. For the pretty much the same reasons, you know, Charmin expressed earlier. I said I, I like the kids. I like the kids. Um, like the kids' size. He he moves really well for 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 a bigger guy. Like I think it's isn't he like six, like six five, or uh, what is he? I, I see don't know what I have in my notes. Two six six two sixty five. I see. Yeah. Right. There you go. You know, so he's a lanky guy. Got really smooth moves, whatever, but. He he does show um, showed nice um, power at you know at the point of contact, and I said hopefully you know he's able to um, you know come back from his injury. Um, as I know, like with us, we've we've got a couple of people in that scenario, like um, uh, Bless Austin and and Hall, who were both projected to be you know, second round picks, but because of injuries, you know, the Jets were able to get those guys at, you know, round five. So maybe a similar situation, you know, can be like that for, um, with him. And just like Charmin, I know that that was my five, but there is one guy I want to mention because from a smaller school, but some of the tape that I've seen from him to me makes it seem like he would definitely be, um, a nice guy to pick up, which is um, Raymond Johnson the third, and mm. he plays for Georgia Southern. Uh, it's a prototypical guy in terms of um, size. Um, uh, he's like six three, two seventy, but just to just to think about it, like in his. He roughly played 12 to 13 games all, you know, in three three years. And he had no less than 26 hurries and averaged about five sacks, you know, a year. So I said someone that's in a smaller school, that's definitely, I, I would say, if um, available, maybe in a undraft, undrafted um free agent style uh, pickup that would probably be um, worth a look. Uh, as always, you always pull out, pull <laughs> out the rabbit out of your hat. <laughs> That's good. I, I actually think. saw, I actually saw his name come up on a couple, a couple people's uh, mentions. So you, you, you definitely know what you're talking about as always. Uh, I wanted to make one point about, about uh, you, you talking about uh, Rashad Weaver. Um, definitely was a guy that was on my on my radar too. My issue was that he does not look as strong as some of the other guys we mentioned. He does have the finesse though, but yeah. that was my issue. My issue was that he he needed to be a little bit stronger, and he it does not. Also, I'm kind of worried, and I don't know if you saw that too. Um, it looks like he didn't have the the motor that some of these other guys had, like. He did not look like he was playing as urgent as he could every time. 
which kind of worried me myself too. It was one of the reasons why I did not mention him. Yeah. I said, I, I, I kind of was on the fence with him a little bit also because of like who he was playing with. Cause I think he, right. you know what I mean? There was two other guys, I think in, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Twayman and Patrick Jones, I think, the other guy. Yeah, for, so, for Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, right. So he he had some some he definitely had some help, you know, you know, on that on that line to you know help with him get productivity. But at the end of the day, he did get it. So that's pretty much why I mentioned him. And the, like I said, the fact of that's I'm not sure why he didn't play in '19, but for him to come back after the year and literally produce almost better stats than he did the year before after taking the layoff. Like to me, that stood out for me. It was a knee injury, by the way. I was oh, okay. Yeah. So, so he might be even better by the time he, because you definitely not a hundred percent coming back from a knee injury. So, all right. So what do you guys think? Uh, how many of these guys, this is a lot of good ones, especially guys that we didn't even mention too, but how many of these guys you think go in the first round? Man, listen, uh, mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, Pay and Gregory Russo is going in the first round. I, right. I, I am, I am pretty sure Phillips is going too. Um, but I'm not. I'm, I don't. I don't think. I think those three that I mentioned are the three guys that are probably going to go. If and if they go, if all three of them go, but I am positive. That Quiddy Pay and Gregory So is gonna go yeah. in the first round. Definitely. Maybe yeah, more. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say definitely those two uh, or three. Um, and then I don't know because of who I was playing uh, three four lineups. Um, mm. uh, Jason uh, Owe from Penn. Oh yes, yes. Like, you know, purely three four, right? You, he's right. not a four three guy. Yeah, yeah. So that's I a can good see, name too. See him uh, going first round for uh, a team that's looking for, you know, a three four edge. And yes, like I said. So we might see um, four or five actually. Yeah, I'm looking at yeah probably about four. Because is it between him and um, Ojolari from um, Georgia, whoever they feel might be better, you know? But, but what guys. is Ojolari? Ojolari is not a front guy, in my opinion. That's why I never even mentioned his name. I think he's more of a linebacker than he is than he is an edge guy, like a defensive end or uh, something like that. And to me, every I think every team is always looking for another edge rusher. You never have enough of these guys. Like we were talking about with the tackles, you want guys to be – rotating in and out, you know, and especially ones that could play all three downs that are versatile could cover, you know, if they have to drop back in coverage, all that stuff. So, um, so with, with now we'll go, we'll switch over to the jets a little bit. Um, their situation at edge, I know is not good. That's the one thing we've been looking to get for years now. It's almost like the quarterback situation with us. We're always looking for one. Um, so, me personally, I love at 20, our second first round pick, if everything stays the same, I would love to get one there. Um, unless one of the top corners are there or 
you know, one of the outside linebackers like Zayvon Collins, we're going to probably talk about next yeah. week. Um, <laughs> if one of those guys are there, I'm sure we're going to go defense, or at least I'd like to see us go defense with that second first round pick. What, what do you guys think? Yeah, I, um, I definitely agree with you on the fact that um, uh, trying to get your hands on one of those guys is pretty important. I don't know which one of them would drop. I don't, I don't, I, I'm, I highly doubt either Quickly Pay or Gregory Russo dropping down to 23, right. um, which is kind of crazy to say. But yeah, um, so most likely where we would be picking is probably, um, probably outside the first round. We'd probably look, look second round to pick, pick a, a pass rusher. And, um, and I think, I think, um, Four three edge is something that I think there is a lot of talent there. Um, I think uh, guys like uh, what do you think, Kyle? Um, when Odinbo is more three four, Basham is more three four. Yeah, probably Phillips. But if Phillips drops to the second round, which again I said that I probably don't think he will. Um. I could see Oda Yingbo dropping even further because I don't know what yeah, his time. Injury. Yeah, I don't know what the injury. Yes, you're right. You're right. So he but he's drop. but but he's still he's still he's still not that guy in the kind of front you want. You know, I'm I'm looking at what I think um, our new defensive coordinator would be looking for in the edge guy, which is a smaller guy, which are a more uh, more speed. To power guy um, with the potential to stand up in a three-four, you know, and play outside linebacker. You 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 get what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, so if so if so if you have a guy that's you know two, you know, you want what do you want? Like about two sixty something, two sixty five, two sixty six. The about that six three, six four, you know that has the speed but also has the athleticism to cover in the flat if you need him to you know um it's something um it's something i think that we should you know you know that the jets would look would like to look for and i think it would be very important for them to like shoot for um in the upcoming draft uh kyle anybody any names you could think of um as i said to, for me uh i would definitely I would definitely uh, take a look at Phillips if he's there. Um, I would say also just because of the name who he is, who we, you know, the, what he put up in terms of productivity, mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't be surprised if they went Basham. Um, okay. You know, it wouldn't be my favorite pick, but I would definitely understand. Yep. Um, to me, I don't know. I would honestly, I don't know if I would. Me personally, I don't know if I would go edge at twenty three unless Pay or Rousseau was there. You know, outside of maybe Phillips. You know, at, after that, I think I would probably look to go um, who's ever on the board, you know, best at possibly uh, uh, corner, like you said, um, you know, or if my personal favorite, 
you know, in this draft this year. Um, even though I know people are going to say, oh, but we don't need a safety. Uh, Trayvon, you know, Trayvon <laughs> know. Morwick, you know, yeah. Trayvon Morwick to me, the ultimate, that, the, that yeah, guy, the ultimate coverage guy in the that draft. That guy, yep. in, in terms of his ability, can be can be what the game changer we was looking for in Adams was. Like to me, that's why I, I see in him. You know he can't I mean? come Maybe down. Not physical, he, he right? Yes, he's exactly. not as physical and and you know in the box type of guy, but in terms of you know, coverage and just looking to make plays. Like to me, he's that type of guy. Oh yeah, he's a better coverage guy than Adams, in my opinion, most definitely. Um, uh, um, but but yeah, um, go, going back to the the defensive guys, I like your I like the name you mentioned. I I like Oa to play that kind of four three edge, and that could probably switch to an outside linebacker in a three four scheme too. I like Oa, and there's another name that came up asked when I was asking about it, when what my notes said about four, three edge guys. And one name that I did not mention that, you know, that's a four, three edge guys, uh, Joe Tryon out of uh, Washington. Um, yeah. That I think that could, that could, the guy that could do that, that could do the, but that's a, you know, I, I think he's like a late second in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. He's not a, he's not a first round pick to me. No, no, <laughs> no, he's not. No. He but he but he has the body type outside linebacker, right? Yeah, he's a smaller guy. I yeah. think I um let me see how how what he's he weighs. Two sixty five. Yeah, two. They have him weighing. Yeah, I think two sixty two sixty two. They have him yeah, at yeah. two sixty five. Yeah, six five. You know what? I yeah. think that the twenty three pick for us. I think it's going to be a matter of what falls to us. Like if one of the top guys fall to us, I think they got to go. But if they don't like what's there at 23, they might even trade out of that position because if I, I was thinking also too, if one of the quarterbacks falls, mm. I, I don't think so, but let's say if Mac Jones falls to 23, you know, you might see like the bears or the, you know, one of those teams want to trade up because you always want that fifth year option for the quarterback, as we see with, with us, with Sam, you know, that fifth year option is big with a quarterback because it saves you money. It, gives you a little bit more time whatever way you want to look at it but um so you might see a team trade up and you know want to trade up i should say for that 23 pick and then we, we'll be able to get a couple extra picks so i think 23 is going to be interesting for us especially if we go with um you know a quarterback at two that 23 i think opens up a lot for us a lot of options yeah and 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 it is an interesting conversation about edge at that position but let me make one thing very, very clear. If any of those corners drop anywhere near 23, we that's ain't true. picking edge. Yeah, <laughs> We're picking <definitely>. corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another huge. We'll, we'll get to that in a couple of weeks, but yes, that's definitely another uh, position of need for us. So, um, so, all right. Anyway, I think that concludes our special podcast on defensive end and deep defensive tackles. Continue to leave comments for us, any questions, you know where to find us on Twitter at uh, NY Jets Fans Podcast and on our Facebook page as well. Um, you can leave us comments there, chat with us. Uh, we do this every week just for you guys. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. And we'll see you next week. Take flight. Take flight. Take flight.